Hi, Nerdfighters. Some of you know me, many of you don't, and I'm having on medical advice to use a pseudonym because um, they're, they're pretty clear that I'm, I'm not strong enough for the force of public attention. So in our community, I do use a different username. But, um, you know, the podcast that my friend is, is sharing with you, um, there are links to local news articles to sort of affirm um, that this is all an actual person, all that good stuff. Um, but I think it's hard, you know, because I have to be anonymized to feel connected because I, I can't really talk about some of the nerdfighter things I've been up to, I suppose. I, uh, I, I'm back in the early, early days when, um, John and Hank, um, were still doing the, uh, the year, the first year challenge. I, um, I discovered them. <laughs> I discovered them because uh, with my health stuff, I was going through a really horrific round of insomnia. You'll see in the podcast, I suffer from post-viral syndrome, which I think a lot more people are familiar with because of the COVID-19 long haulers. And there is some constituent elements of mitochondrial disorder, chemical sensitivity, uh, immune crankiness, mine's an immune deficiency, and um, fibromyalgia, which is uh, the brain becomes hypersensitized to all sensations and particularly pain. Um, and that and that manifests very differently in different people. And the, for me, the fibro and the, uh, some people call it ME, myelagic encephalitis, they like to argue with each other. So anyway, this was some 12, 13 years ago. And um yeah, I could not sleep. I spent like a week not being able to sleep and, and I'm older, I'm older. So really poked around much in the internet. I was just sort of mostly, you know, kind of sort of using Google and in the email. And, and so I thought, what is this YouTube thing? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was that much of a novice. And, uh, and I stumbled across, um, John and Hank's videos. And I just binge watched because I, I came into it like six months, six months in, and I just went back and binge watched all of the YouTube videos. And, and from the isolation of my illness, um, I, I just love the interconnection they had with each other. I love the silliness. I love the seriousness. And, and then I, I noticed that there was a forum, the In Your Pants forum. So that's like way back, like the original In Your Pants forum. And um, I'd never been in a forum before. And um, this was after the ASIO Deathly Hollows. And that's why I found them, because it ended up sort of higher up in the, you know, in the echelons of YouTube. So I, I happened to notice the video. And there, of course, was an influx of nerd fighters, as there has been over the years, like sort of you know, different, different things have caused influxes to come in. And there was a forum thread where somebody was talking about like how different their criteria was. And, um, they were sort of like, this is, this is not good. And, and sort of feeling, feeling, um, all the feelings about it. And, and I, I just felt bad that they felt bad, you know? So I, I just wrote and I, and I talked about like what a positive impact nerd was having on, 
me, like how much I enjoyed the conversations I was reading in the threads, because I was kind of a silent reader, you know, for a while. And, um, and, you know, was there anything I could do to help? And, you know, and, and then she replied, and she's like, okay, I'm not so mad about the new nerd fighters now. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. So I just lurked for a little while longer. And then I saw, you know, a thread about that there was a chat room and I'd never been in a chat room before. And don't laugh, but I mean, the media made it sound like chat rooms are just some sort of weird porn thing. And so like I sort of peeked in and people were just chatting like normal. And I was like, oh, so I, I went in and I, and I said, look, right out of the gate, I want to say that I'm older, like I'm a lot older than you guys. So like I'm in my 50s now. So I was in my late 30s back then. And um, they were super nice about it. I just think it's weird not to say, you know, especially when the, the room skewed relatively young. I think it was like between 14 and 25. That was the age range in there. And they were super nice about teaching me all the ropes of how to use a chat room and the emojis and the chat speak and stuff like this. And, and then eventually we migrated over to Mebo, which was so glitchy. I mean, these are like older nerd fighters, like who's been around for ages, who remember both the, the fun and the, the tears and heartbreak of Mebo. And I sort of developed my own little nerd fighter fam family and, and the bulk of them I'm still connected to. I'm, I'm still talking to. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I have little nerd sisters, you know, I have my nerd family. I love them to pieces. And, and when the Ning, when the Ning went, I love the Ning, but you know, when, when the Ning got dismantled, I, um, I, I kind of lost track of the larger community. I couldn't really follow and I was deteriorating and, and my dyslexia was making it harder and harder for me to read. And some of the, the sites that people were migrating to, I wasn't able to process that information very well. And so I lost track of, of people and I sort of like recently kind of gotten a little reconnected on, on, uh, on a couple of platforms that I discovered that that I could use more like auditory or they, or they're visually a little easier for me to process, but I, I'm a bit too tired to spend too much tire, time on them. Um, so I've been away. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't been away away, but I haven't been in the thick of things, if you will. And I, I didn't have a device for a while that played YouTube very well. So I'm very much out of the swing of watching the v YouTube videos right now, which is a shame. So, all that said, I do consider myself very much a nerd fighter, you know, like if you haven't been in your home country for a while, you've been living abroad, you always kind of still consider yourself a part of that country. And, uh, so yeah, I, uh, I love nerd fighteria. You guys have meant a lot to me over the years and it is not a lot of fun to be reaching out um, needing help, needing help. Um, when my friend Liza first proposed the GoFundMe, I said to her, you want me to beg for my life on the internet? And she's like, yeah. I was like, um, you know, this isn't Mad Max Thunderdome, right? And she said, stop being so proud. 
<laughs> she, and she said it nicer than that. But, you know, she, she uh, she's a bit of a force to be reckoned with, so she wasn't going to let me say no. And, and, and I said, you know, like, nobody has money. I mean, God knows I don't have money. That's kind of the whole point of, of what's going on. And, and I, I won't go too heavily into it because... Um, the so the journalist who first wrote the articles on me was in a, a it's called News 11:30 a.m. It's it's a relatively well-known um, news source here in in B.C. British Columbia Canada, and um, she wrote a couple of articles on me, and then I found out later. I, I know she told me she was leaving, but she found out I found out later when she told me that she actually quit because of my story because she couldn't actually tell it in a way that would help people understand the, the measure of discrimination and gender bias and abdication of care on post-viral syndrome to this day. And the, the COVID-19 long haulers are, are just a huge mass of, of people that, that's heading into what's been a horrific situation. And then, of course, all of that's going to be worsened by the fact that the statistics that I've seen so far indicate that COVID-19 has been uh, afflicting persons of color at higher rates because they tend to be in the frontline positions on, on a whole bunch of different ways. And of course, that means that the COVID-19 long haulers, those post-viral COVID-19 patients, will be of a higher proportion of persons of color. So I'm, I'm very worried about how, how that discrimination plays into all of this. And um, so she asked, would I be willing, you know, she wanted to do a podcast. Was I willing to do it? And I got to say, I mean, I'm grateful for the offer. I'm glad. But if I had my druthers, I, I wouldn't do any of this. <laughs> I would just take care of myself, you know. And I know a lot of people, I mean, we have universal health care up here in Canada. But if you're a person with disability, PWD on assistance, the situation here is quite abysmal. And um, if you have post-viral syndrome, then like in many other parts of the world, you are not taken care of um, properly. And again, the podcast, you know, uh, they're working on the next episode now. They're, they're, uh, they're working to help ex explain that, help to parse all that. And uh, both Ash and Kelvin, Ash... Uh, uh, the, they're the producers and, and instigators and amazing journalists, well respected in their fields, um, are doing an amazing job with it. And so I'm so grateful for that. But I, I'm running out of money. I'm basically living on credit cards. And the GoFundMe that was started in December, um, uh, all of that money I've run through. And. Um, there, there was, we were hoping that maybe some newer articles might stimulate it, but I mean, so far, no joy and, and I'm running out of time. I'm running out of time because I had to accelerate treatments, increase supplements, and it's very hard because the situation I'm in is an equivalency to if you took insulin away from a diabetic, you don't get to be surprised when they fall apart and deteriorate and suffer and die. And this is, especially in regards to the mitochondrial disorder, it's a different biochemical situation. And the treatments I do are not ubiquitous. I, I can't say that enough because 
this is a family of disorder, like cancer is families of disorder. And each family and each individual biochemistry may need different treatment protocols. Um, but anyway, the long and the short is that I'm, um, I'm pretty scared. I'm pretty scared. And uh, it's very hard to be in a situation where um, poverty is your um, is the one that's um, driving you to the grave quite acutely and literally. Um, so I, I know my friend who shared this. Um, I can't remember what username she might be using in Inert Viteria right now, so I, I'll let her say. Um, you know, she's, it was hard to tell her. She's such a dear little sister little nerd sister and uh, and I think I think within our community because of the whole yeti idea that you'll understand the need for anonymization in certain situations and, and I know you guys have always been really respectful of our yeti um, and so I, I suspect the same will be true here but you know if you're if you're worried about shenanigans then do check out the articles in news 1130 uh, I put the links in the GoFundMe and um, if the new article comes out soon we'll put the link there as well and obviously there's the link to the podcast and um, you know because I think I would feel the same even for a small amount of money you want to know that there isn't shenanigans especially if you don't know the person uh, person's in real life name if you will so um, I'm also going to let her share a picture of me that um, because people keep saying without a face, you know, and, and I they said, well, how does that work if the medical people want me to be anonymized and my advocates are saying everybody needs to know who I am and like I'm in this betwixt and between situation and I, I don't know what to do. And then somebody said a story needs a face and that said something different to me because I can give a face that's something completely different so I um, the the photograph is of me um, uh, is literally just before the second round of mononucleosis the one that disabled me I had because the immune deficiency I get infections at the drop of the hat and they do crazy things that's from the first round of mono at 12 and um, I, had, I had acne go systemic and land me in the hospital. Ah, it was great. And the antibiotics made me super sick. Welcome to multiple chemical sensitivities. So much fun. So I had recovered from that. I had done a couple plays. I won an award for one of those. I got nominated for another award for another, which I actually forgot about until recently. And I was pulled up the picture. And I had an agent who was interested and just wanted me to do a film course because I was theater trained. Um, my career, that was my, my, my training. And I was finished university. So that was about to launch my career, if you will. And, and then I got slammed into with the second virus which actually happened while I was doing the play that I won the award for it was a like a festival play and I had a fever through the whole thing <laughs> but uh won an award and then the fever just wouldn't go away and uh, a year long a mono and the rest is I don't know the rest is history the rest is horror I guess I wish I was exaggerating but it's been really hard 
and I, I do my best to make the most of it. And, and my little nerd family has been such a blessing. Like when I, um, I had to stop the treatments I had found 20 years ago. Um, and so when I met them, I had gone back to having three and three, three and a half month long colds at full force, like flus, like where I sound like I'm dying for three months. And, and so we'd get into these Skype calls and, and, uh, they would keep me company and it was just so lovely. I think they kind of kept me sane, you know, and then I figured out, you know, sort of antimicrobials to help manage those infections just a little bit better. But again, that's all part of the debt. You know, that's, I've never could afford it. You know, here in Canada, persons with disability assistant rates are um, $1,000 less than a, a healthy person's minimum wage. And our, and our supports are, are pretty, that's uh, a long story. I think they'll talk about it in the podcast in an upcoming episode. So I, I won't get into it right now. But, but let's just say it's always been impossible. Um, but, you know, within that impossibility, it was lovely to feel connected and, and loved and appreciated. And somebody said early on that I sound like one of the narrators of the Harry Potter books. So I don't, I haven't actually heard it. So I, I don't know if that's true, but they used to like to have me read books to them. <laughs> so we'd sit in calls and I'd read books to them. Um, I think we read uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And I've read The Little Prince. Um, so this is my, my lovely nerd family. And, I, uh, and while I don't know all the rest of you, I feel confident that you have your little nerd families and, and that you feel connected to our brothers green as much as I do. Our nerd brothers, if you will, our uh, mayors of nerd fighteria. So I, I thank you, even if we haven't actually spoken in any way, shape or form. I love being part of this community. It, it um, I love its inclusion and, and wit and seriousness and, and so much beauty and care and kindness that's meant the world to me. Um, so you, like myself, might not have them any money to share in the GoFundMe, and I totally get that. But And this is absolutely a Hail Mary, but, you know, I, I don't want to die. So I, I want to do everything I possibly can. And uh, I have not told the bulk of my nerd family. I've only told a couple people. And I have to figure out. They're going to recognize my voice to figure out how to talk with them about what's happening. Because I, I think part of why I'm reaching out in a bunch of different avenues is, is that I want my friends to know that I fought all the way to the end. And I, um, I, uh, it's been a hard struggle. 25 years of disability, 40 years of post-viral syndrome. And, um, and like I said, I think the podcast, uh, they've done such great research and think they explain it far better than I can so um, thank you for our community and if you're able to help either by sharing the GoFundMe or and the podcast and uh, you know the articles or however you feel comfortable then great if you're comfortable sharing into the GoFundMe that's awesome but but I do understand what it's like to not have money or or to just not be sure, because I can't tell you who I am, really, you know. But it 
it uh, it's hard to ask. It's really hard to ask, and yet um, I've I've had some indication that from some certain avenues that help could be coming. It's just I I don't have time. I don't have time. Um, even though they're trying to triage me up and it's just the process he explained. It's like, I have two weeks. So how does that work exactly? Um, yeah. Well, thank you again for listening and, um, I appreciate you all.